Hey guys, this is Rastin Ashley, and this is She Wolf Alchemy Podcast. And today we are talking about workplace stuff. Just just jobs in general. <laughs> I, I don't know why in my mind and it, to just come out the I don't know. I keep thinking work shit, work shit. <laughs> we can't come out the gate with that. We're talking about work shit. Um, but yeah, we're talking about workplace stuff, kind of some of the woes that come along with either looking for a job or with having one. Um, what the hell happened to professionalism? I know you and I had a conversation about it recently. It just seems like don't nobody care anymore. Um, just things of that nature. So I want to start off asking you, because I don't think I know this, what was your first job? Like a real job or a professional job? Your first job. My first job, I don't know if it counts. Uh, I did tutoring, but it was for my mom's company. That's why I said I don't know if it counts. Like I still had to work. No one- Did you get a W-2? I got a W-2. I don't think anybody besides like the people who already knew me knew I was their daughter. Like I wasn't like, oh, that's mom. I was still walking around. Yes, Miss Carter. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, but it was as a tutor and I um, tutored kids um, in elementary school. Mm -hmm. Um, Helping them get ready for their, in Ohio, was called OATS, like your state proficiency test. No child left behind except for all of us. And then (laughs) I was helping us. I was helping elementary kids get ready. And then I was working with um, high schoolers when I was in high school, also doing mm-hmm. tutoring as well. So that was like my first job. It was cool. She paid well. Like, What's <laughs> your mom paid well? She paid well. She paid well. It was fifteen dollars an hour for a part time job for an eighteen. What year was this? This was like two thousand and like seven. Hmm. Wow. So, Hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. She paid real Yeah. Yeah. Girl, I was spending that money. Back then, day. minimum wage was still, was it $7? Was it 5 It was. It was pretty dang low. It spoiled me because, like, afterwards, like, when I was in college and I was trying to apply for jobs and people were like, $10 an hour. I was like, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do with $10 an hour? <laughs> I'm out here buying Michael Kors with my, with my little petty money. Yeah. How can I buy Michael Kors with $10 an hour? I mean, but okay, so what did end up being like the next job you took after that? I worked in a daycare. I worked in a daycare, uh, which was also, <laughs> I began hookups. Uh, was my friend's <laughs> mom business. <laughs> I'm not mad at it though, because that's what I was going to say. I feel like it sounds like it set your standard up higher, like in the beginning. Like, a lot of us start our work careers out with, like, you be lucky to get a job. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, you take whatever you can get because you are useless and inexperienced. Yeah, no, no. Honestly, if you look at my work history, a lot of the times it's, like, someone knows me from somewhere and be like, yeah, rest. And then I just, I get in. Like, I mean, officially we got to interview you, but the job is yours. That's definitely, like, 80% of my work career. Um, But, yeah, I worked at this daycare where I was in undergrad. And it was my friend's mother's business. But we, it was not easy. We took all the kids, all the other daycares, like, kicked out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that, the, okay. and it was rough. It was rough, y'all. It was, it was, and we just had no training. I was just coming in there and I'm like, okay, so do some stuff. So I was like, 
<laughs> on Google, like okay. how to talk to four year olds. Like it was Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. But what about you? What was your first job? <laughs> let's come from let's not dig too deep into that. What about your first job? <laughs> I come from humble beginnings. I was not born with this and I'm just joking. Um no, my first job was at well, well, my first W two paying job was at uh, McDonald's. Okay, McDonald's, mm-hmm. and I actually loved it. It was thrilling. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, I've only had a few jobs that I didn't like, but I really did like. Um, I used to work in a drive-through window, and I got the job because they liked my smile, and they put me in the drive-through. I mean, they literally were like your smile is infectious. <laughs> hired me on the spot and so <laughs> I worked in the drive through window I really liked it it was fast paced mm-hmm. there was days where it was just me and my manager in the back making burgers and we was I was running the front in the drive through and it was like ah. mm-hmm. I think I've always had them fast paced jobs that are like this is the, <laughs> the rush which is why I'm struggling now you're like no the further you move up the yeah. chain let's just you just sit answer emails. Read your emails. God, Jesus. <laughs> Tell people, Basically, hey, that's unprofessional. Please stop doing that. <laughs> right. Supervisor life. <laughs> Not as fun. No, but, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yep, yep. McDonald's was my bag for a little while. Yeah, that was my first, my first J-O-B. And um, I worked. Uh, it was like I was in Oklahoma at the time, so I had, like most of the staff when I would come in and work like in the mornings and stuff would be um, Spanish speaking people, mm-hmm. like people who didn't even speak English at all, and just we worked well together. It's yeah. a great experience. <laughs> Kick up the but yeah, no, nah, yeah, that was my first gig. What about your first professional job? Like your first, like this is my career, even if it changed. What was your first career? job like uh, salaried yeah my first, uh, that was a social worky worky job that was a um a drug treatment program for women with children mm-hmm. that was my first and I kind of fell into that I wasn't I wasn't looking for that there was like I mean I was looking for a job but mm-hmm. I don't think I even knew then like I don't know I don't it's so funny when you realize like oh I I qualify for these things mm-hmm. <laughs> I can be, I get to be a professional. I have that old college degree, even though you, I could have done that before. But anyway, um, yeah, there was like a girl sitting next to me. Like you were saying, like most stuff does kind of come from just somebody giving you a shot. Mm-hmm. So there's like a girl sitting next to me in class. And I think we were sharing about like what we had been doing over the summer. I don't know. We had just started school and I was like, I just didn't look for a job here, you know, cause I had just moved to Atlanta ish mm-hmm. Atlanta area. I wasn't in Atlanta. I was in Duluth. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, I said that and she was like, Oh, my job's always hiring. Send me a resume. And then I'm pretty sure knowing her because she was like a resident manager mm-hmm. that she was trying to give me a job as an RA. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when they got my resume, because I had worked with like youth, mm-hmm. I ended up with the case management position, mm-hmm. which is really great. Yeah, you told me lots of fun stories from there. I, again, another like super fast paced, like mm-hmm. definitely insane job. Like when I think about the days of me, I used to have working at a daycare, like we, 
the daycare was like in my office because while the women would go to group, if their kids weren't like in daycare at the time, like, cause we would try to set them up to get a daycare certificate and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But until that came through, the kids was in my office. Mm. And it's like, I'm bouncing a baby with my foot while some little boys in there watching Power Rangers on TV and I'm trying to type notes. Those <laughs> first time social work jobs. I don't know any social worker who like their first job, they all, they weren't a social worker and mm -hmm. like in oh, babysitter yeah. and cook. Oh, and yeah. like, girl. That job was, it was a lot, but I got to be so creative. I had a lot of fun. Like, that's another thing too. It, I mean, yeah, I've had a lot of really fun jobs that allow me to really be creative and come up with stuff. And I feel like I've been kind of looking to have that again. And it just hasn't really, the stuff I get to be creative with now just isn't as fun. Yeah. Transitions though. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my first career job was in defects, which is like, so there's a saying in like Atlanta. I don't know. It's probably other parts of the country, but Atlanta, like Waffle House is our McDonald's, right? Like there's a Waffle House on every street. Uh-huh. And like, there's a saying, like, if you can work at Waffle House, you can work anywhere. Mm. And DFAX is like the Waffle House, the social work is one of those. Like, if you can just, if you can just make it a year in DFAX, mm -hmm. it's fine. You can, anything else you can do, you can do, like, you, it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, and I did DFAX and it was because I did my internship there and I didn't want to do mm. DFAX for internship. I think, I, I really feel like our school had a contract with them or something because Girl. they sent like 30 of us over there. It was not going to get me. <laughs> they sent like 30 of us over there. And I was like, okay, cool. And I, but I actually had a good experience during my internship. So I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then I got hired on while I was still an intern. I was like, cool. And I did that. And um, luckily I had amazing boss. I had an amazing team. Mm -hmm. But when I tell you they were aging me, I was like 21 going on 28 like mental health wise, yeah. like physically, like I, I, oh my gosh, I gained so much weight in that year. I was stressed. Like the last six months I was going back and forth to the doctors nonstop because I was having all types of pains. I had to take all types of tests and they finally was just like, um, we think it's just stress. Like we can run these tests <laughs> and like, we get it. You're having these symptoms, but mm -hmm. none of the reasons make sense. So we think it's stress. Mm -hmm. I was like, you probably right. You probably mm -hmm. right. And then I left the job and all those things went away. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? But mm -hmm. it was a good experience. Also, I was like, we had like a union there. And this was like 2013. And mm -hmm. I was 21 making 41000 a year. And I didn't know how to act. <laughs> I, was, I had no real bills. I had a roommate. Mm -hmm. I was in the Midwest. My rent. Uh, we had a two bedroom that was like, and this was a luxury two bedroom, y'all. This is back in the day. It was nine hundred dollars. It was five minutes from the OTR, five minutes from downtown. Like I was the pregame house because the Uber to any club was only five dollars from my place, and I was making like forty one thousand. I was twenty one, and when I tell you, me and Nick were just flying to Atlanta and Miami every other weekend. <laughs> like we was just. Like, because back then that seemed like a lot of money also when you don't got kids and no bills that was a lot of monies 
And I just yeah. think about inflation when you said that. It just made me think about like, I remember when gas went up over a dollar. And you're like, that's crazy. I've never seen it. I mean, I, I think I remember it being that low, but since I've been trying <laughs> and paying for gas. I remember when that bitch went over three and over two. But anyway, it's like that, like nostalgia, like it's crazy. Oh, inflation mm-hmm. is insane. My first like apartment was this one bedroom, large one bedroom, but it wasn't like a traditional, like it was like a guy that just owned several houses and he converted them into apartments. Like it wasn't like a corporation and I prefer like apartments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And Cause it has so much charm and it was these like old Victorian houses. And so I had this like beautiful, huge fireplace and these like to the ceiling, 13 foot windows and everything. And I remember making a post on Facebook because I remember getting into it with this random stranger. It's just random man. And uh, I had put a post like, this is ridiculous. I can't even find a one bedroom under $600. This is like, and I remember like being so pissed off because, you know, I was working at the uh-huh. daycare. So I was just like, ah. and I was trying to move from that apartment because I was like right like near the university. And so I had to deal with like people trying to take my parking spot all the time. I had to deal with parties every weekend. Uh-huh. So when I graduated, I'm like, I'm just tired. I'm gonna move. And I remember like making this post and this dude was just like, y'all know how good y'all got it. $600 isn't a lot. And I just argued with this man. And now I just, I would be scared if I saw a posting for an apartment for $600. Like what type of murderous activities do they have going on in there? What is the catch? I think you. My first apartment rent was $525. Ah, I think about it all the time. It was gorgeous. Studio loft apartment downtown. That's mm. downtown. It was great. I mean that that building, although it burned down like less than a year after I moved out of it. Something in that same area? Hell no. Yeah. Well over a thousand. Well, please. For that same size studio, and that shit was five twenty fucking. I can't believe, girl. That I'll never get housing costs that low again, girl. Like, I just, my brain. But anyway, there's so many things. I mean, this is like sort of our topic, but there's just so many things that changed because like even earlier today, my my baby was like, mommy, you know, when can I get a phone? And I'm like, you're six. I had to wait. I had to beg for a phone freshman year. And I was like, mm-hmm. almost everybody else got them. And even then, I could only text no. after seven o'clock and on weekends. Like I used to get 400 texts a month. And then finally, they got tired of grounding me for always going over 400 texts a month. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Times, <laughs> times have changed. Times yeah. Have changed. Times have changed. Uh, but Damn back it. to the job stuff. <laughs> I was 21, I was making 41000 a year, and I was just like, this, this is it. I'm a real adult. <laughs> And then I left there and I moved to Oklahoma, which was horrible. She never done that. And they were offering me jobs at like 28,000. I was mm. like, what? Mm. <laughs> and I just remember like struggling to understand. Mm. Cause I was like, but my first job was this. It's supposed to get better. Girl. It's supposed to go higher. What's the disrespect? The disrespect. Oh, and the stuff they had me doing that job was. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's some, one of those things that like, I find myself having to reconcile a lot of like, um, you know, when you, in our field, it's like accepting that our field is not as valued as others, but it's like the work I do, it matters. God damn it. (laughs) But it feels really hard when it's like, I don't, I was going to make comparison to my boyfriend. I'm sure what he does is very important. Mm -hmm. Okay. My boyfriend's job, I'm sure it's very important to the company. That doesn't help nobody else in society. This is my point. Okay. All he does is make sure they computers and shit keep working or manages the people who make sure the computers and shit keep working so that they can keep making money. Okay. I'm over here saving the fucking world. But that's how it feels being a social worker. I'm saving the damn planet. Doing the work you fuckers don't want to do. Look. Getting Uncle Ronnie that you don't want to talk to housing. Doing all this. But you give your money to what society says, these folks, these other, every, every other damn profession. Every other profession. I remember though, there was um, this guy I was dating who loved, loved that I was a social worker. He was just, he loved telling folks, he was like, this is my baby. She be saving the world. And I'd be like, I do. Yeah. He <laughs> was like, so proud. And he was just he was like, I love that you do that. I'm going to have to make money for it. So I'm very concerned about your finances, <laughs> but I love, I lo- you seem to be very happy. And um, yeah, and he was just like typing in numbers all day, just making six figures, typing in numbers and, and making PowerPoints. And I was just like, all right, well, you know, I guess this is a power couple. I didn't know I was agreeing <laughs> to be in, save the world and make no money, but you you're going to type some numbers and then you're going to point at, at a screen with a pie chart. And you're going to pay our bills. And I'm okay with that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who I remember like struggled with that with, well, they're not to get, that's not the man she ended up marrying, but they were engaged at the time. And she mm-hmm. was like, would they would struggle with those conversations too? Because like her hard day at work, she worked at, um, she worked at defects. So like her hard day at work was like, oh you know this kid or being in situations that were unsafe for her like stuff and his hard day was like our copier did not work and it was just so stressful and she's fighting being like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) but also you want to be like are you fucking kidding me yeah i remember one time i had to go into jail and like i wasn't in danger but it was still Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, at the job, mm-hmm. they used to just let us walk around the jail. Like, I will come in with my little badge, and they'd be like, okay, he in this jail cell. Go find him. <laughs> just send me to go walk around the jail by myself. And I had I had an inmate I was interviewing um, who tried to pimp me, who tried to recruit me for pimping. And I was just like, and I came back to the office so mad. And I remember the person I was dating at the time, I was telling them, and they're like, <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, you know, Carlos keeps sending like really annoying emails to everybody. And he just replies to <laughs> everyone. And I'm like, Sir, I almost just got recruited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't care about Carlos, his reply to all emails. <laughs> I want to be very clear about that. It is kind of, it, it definitely is kind of, you definitely need a, 
when you have those type of jobs that has those levels of stress, it's so important that you date people that understand that. And not to say they can't come in with their stuff. They can come yeah. in with But, like, it's really important to date people <laughs> that understand, like, the mental load. I agree. I agree. I'm grateful that um, one of his, one of my boyfriend's closest friends is a therapist. So he's used to, you know, when we first started dating and I was like, I'm sorry, but I have to like just type notes tonight. <laughs> you know, he's like, that's fine. I get it. Yeah, blah, blah. I play my game or whatever he does when I do other things. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But even understanding that, like, which is like to not, I don't know, to do shit hard. But also definitely he reminds me a lot about money. I'm just not doing that with him. <laughs> <laughs> we had a talk recently. I was like, do you value what I do? He's like, I mean, he's like, yeah, just, I just think you're worth more. And I'm like, well, I mean, this is, this is my path though. Like you're, mm-hmm. you know, I can't, it's like, I used to think if someone was like bad at their job, you know, like, what do you do with a doctor that's like bad at their job? You've put so much money and time into forming this career. And it's like, where do you go? We put so much shit into it on the front end that it's like, what do you do if it's not working for you? Not even that you're bad at it, you hate it, or just like whatever, or it just isn't what you hit burnout. You, or when you, what happens when you hit burnout? Because there's so many, because I've definitely seen this in our field, therapists and social workers and counselors, like, you know, just helping people's profession. <laughs> and they were really good and they have the ability to be really good, but they hit that burnout point. I was recently talking to a friend. We were... We're talking about something else, but they took a very serious route out of nowhere. And they're like, yeah, by the way, like I've been struggling to find a therapist. My therapists keep firing me. And I was like, what do you mean they keep firing you? And mm. he was telling me like, I just keep, he was like, I'm on like my third therapist where he was like, either they don't call me back. They don't reschedule appointments. It just goes. And so I was telling him something that I had recently talked about with some colleagues of like, a lot of therapists are burnt out right now. Like COVID really did a lot of therapists in. Like mm-hmm. a lot of therapists really got did in during COVID. We were short step, but you're getting booked, you're getting called and so forth. And honestly, I'm a strong believer. Like we really shouldn't be seeing more than four people a day. But if your caseload, usually in most agencies, if you're full-time, wants you to see at least 25. Is it 20 or 25? But I would say 30, 35 for a lot of really 35. Mm-hmm. And they want you to like see that amount of clients and you can't do four or five. And it it is so mentally draining and taxing to sit with people in their trauma. Like you yeah. absorb a lot of that. It is, it is, it is really, really, really draining. You have to, you don't even get a lot of time to like recenter and ground yourself between sessions. Like it's a lot. And so I was like explaining to him, like, one, they shouldn't have done that. I was like, but what I am seeing happen in this field is a lot of therapists are going through burnout right now. Also, shit is high. And so even if they surpass their like, oh, this is how much I have to take on to stay at this agency. Now people need to make overtime to just afford stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're doing all this stuff. And I was like, and the people aren't just burning out. It's like, mm-hmm. they're just, they're, they're burning out. And it sucks because it's affecting a lot of really, really, really great clinicians. Oh, I mean, it's gonna, it's affecting a lot of clinicians, but it's also gonna affect a lot of people in general. But yeah. even, you know, the turnover, like, you know, I recently left a job and had to 
department from my clients and they were like, oh, like what's going on and blah, 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 which mine, I was like, I've been working with you for a year. Stop it. Like <laughs> that's as consistent. That's pretty damn good mm-hmm. considering the turnover rate in the field. Um, but I was, I really was thinking about how that's just like a thing now. And it, and it is like what you're saying is because these damn agencies are fuck are working us because, you know, if a person is seeing a client privately, mm-hmm. even with insurance reimbursements, that's at least $110 a session, mm-hmm. right? And if you were getting to keep all of that, you wouldn't need to see 35 damn clients mm-hmm. to make it through. But when you work for an agency and you get 35 to 40% of that, you you know, you get $35, $40, which isn't bad at all per you know you mm-hmm. say oh i make because you think of it like oh i made 40 dollars per hour but if each fucking hour has to be the most intense hour of your day yeah. it's not worth it <laughs> yeah. and you have to see so many clients to mm-hmm. make it work like but anyway the fallout from that you know as people end up leaving or shifting around and everyone's really just trying to find a better work environment no one ever says oh i just hate my clients like we're usually yeah. just trying to find a better place to just be and just work mm-hmm. but the the uh fallout goes to the clients these people mm-hmm. who keep you know it's unfortunate that there yeah. are lots of people who don't have a consistent therapist and it is really hard to switch up and and do all that stuff and so i think about the impact that it's going to start having on those people mental health yeah. as well um i it sucks yeah so going to that so what happens people burn out and then we're back on the hunt for jobs so let's talk about job hunting and the woes that come with job hunting but first let me just say let me just throw this out here y'all get these ai apps to help y'all out with these jobs please please do that was the biggest i mean you gave me that tip and Mm -hmm. girl what what do not waste any of your brain energy writing a cover letter ever again they got free AI things, type in there, write a cover letter for this position saying that I can do A, B, C, D and psh, watch that thing work. Look, I I know so many people that use them. There is, and there's also ones that you pay for, they do cost, but there are even AI like apps where you put in there like this company, this position, they'll search the web for it figure out is this the one they'll put up all the links they can find and they will custom make your whole resume tailored fit from the information you have to the information they want to give you a high chance like i had somebody tell me recently about an app they were using and they said 80 percent of the jobs they applied to were using that app i think she told me it cost her like 29.99 a month she was like i got a, in the first interview and that's half the battle getting mm-hmm. past the computers just to get to a human that wants to interview you. And that's exactly why I'm I'm with you. I'm an advocate for using damn AI because people I like I've heard people say that like, well, if you can't even type a letter, if you can't even do this and that, like that's kind of lazy or whatever. These companies are using programs and shit mm-hmm. to weed you out. Why why what's wrong with using technology to get you in the door? Is I it- mean Technological advances are here to make our life easier. They are not here to compete with us. Okay, it's not yep. all bad and it ain't going nowhere. So you might as well just go ahead and use it. I'll tell yeah, somebody that they finally listened to me and they were like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
that was me. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's right. <laughs> mm. I was trying to tell everybody, like, y'all, go ahead and use them because they are, get your foot through the door. Get your foot through the door. Especially some of these amazing jobs. I can't tell you. And this is like a little sidetrack from that. But like, I can't tell you. And me and you've talked about this before. How many times, especially the older I get, you know, when you're young and you're new, and you're naive and they feel you like, because they're, they're the CEO, because they must be so smart. And they must oh, have so God, much experience. Yeah. Girl. And then, and then you find out the CEO of this therapeutic company got their fucking degree in music. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Of a of major, maybe of major, a major, mm. major organization. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, you'll find out that these these people find loopholes and figure out how to make it work for them. Sometimes it is a connect, but sometimes it's people that just learn. Like, oh, I just got to do this and that, and I can floss this and I can flunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me do that. And when you I mean, and honestly, and another thing you kind of start to see too, especially when you get to know people and feeling like you were saying how how you can get jobs, just, you know, somebody knowing. We, I have seen descriptions and what they need and requirements for jobs change to accommodate who they want. Mm-hmm. Mm. It happens all the time. Oh, this Keep position requires this type of degree, but we want you. And even if you ain't, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll remove that requirement. So- I mean, it ha- it, I have seen it happen. I have had it happen for me. So, <laughs> right. right. I have definitely got on that job. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't got that. And they're like, okay, we're just going to remove that. Hold on. Let me email HR real quick. So, hell. that. But that's what gives credence to, you know, when people are like, just apply. Just apply. Yeah. And I know, I mean, I've... Hell, I'll share, you know, my recent, the job I was going for had two positions. They were hiring two different levels. And I applied for the lower level because I'm like, well, that's all I qualify for. Mm -hmm. And they interviewed me for the higher level and was like, don't worry. After you, that ain't changing the the shit for me. But they're like, once you check this box, you you don't even worry about it. (laughs) And I was like, well, damn, I purposely didn't apply for that one because I figured I didn't qualify for it. But Mm -hmm. Shit. I mean, one of the jobs I went for, I had same thing. I applied for the lower level thing and I got in there and they're like, you want me supervisor? And I was like, no, no, I'm good. I don't have any experience being a supervisor. <laughs> I just, I just want this thing here. And they're like, no, I'm going to get your resume. You know, I'm going to just interview for the supervisor. <laughs> and all the way up, I think to like the third, because I think I had three interviews all the way up. I was texting you, calling Meek and just being like, yeah, girl, I ain't taking this girl. They ain't about to hire me. <laughs> like, whatever (laughs) apply audacity audacity goes so much i just i know we joke about that because men Uh use it so careless carelessly and recklessly but like really it can be used for good like it can be be used for good use it for good it actually can (laughs) i believe we yeah we all need a little just a drop I just want to drop of like male audacity, but yeah, no, the times when you use it, it definitely works out. Yeah. So, okay. So we know use AI, um, practice your interviews. Y'all, we all, so me and you have recently talked about this earlier this year, cause both me and you were in positions of like hiring folks and like sitting through interviews and then like texting each other, like, 
it, it sometimes audacity does, it works against you. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> we we were doing interviews. I don't know. And what people were coming is. through with all types of audacity. And we were both like, oh, gosh. I don't know if that's audacity. It feels like carelessness or something. I, I don't know. So let's talk about it. Like, okay. Like, when y'all go to MPS, y'all research the company. Know a little bit about the company. Know, know, about the, know what job you're applying for. It'd be great if you had a bare minimum interview and remember what you apply for. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. And like, trust me, I understand you just throwing job applications out there. I have been there person. And, but when you get that little call from HR and they're like, hey, we're calling you about da 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 for blah, 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 blah. Go look it up. Mm-hmm. I go scrambling back through my email. What the hell was I applying for? <laughs> Find a job. Oh, this one. Okay, cool. <laughs> and begin your research from there. Y'all, because you're right. Folks, folks coming through, they don't know what, and they will say it. They'll say that too. I don't know. Just, mm-hmm. Y'all call me here. You know I mean? I'm not expecting you to come in and be like, this company is my passion. Like, mm-hmm. that's bullshit. I know you just need, I, I get it. I get it. Check. But like, if you don't have time to even so much, again, it's like, look it up. Remember basic shit about what you're applying for. Oh, God. At least just knowing which. I mean, that's so bad. Because mm-hmm. now I'm thinking back to um, another place I work where we worked with grown ass adult felons and that woman sat there in that interview and said i just love working with children what the fuck that got to do with this goddamn child? i could i was appalled i was so pissed off like why are you here ma'am ain't no kids here ain't no kids here and she talked every, everything we asked her she circled back around the children get out of here <laughs> there are so many resources for most jobs to help you like most places go to indeed go to Glassdoor, go to the company page and look at click on interview questions a lot of times people come back and tell you what the interview questions may be maybe you work you may be applying for a small company private company mom and pop shop okay but what are you applying for cashier okay hr go to google what are some hr interview questions and just and just like try to prepare a little bit just a little bit um because you'll be surprised how many people that's like basic in the field questions y'all just google just just some basic like again you don't gotta know when it was founded what's the the companies (laughs) you know you don't even necessarily you don't even need to know the company's model but like basic questions what helps it's so funny because I think about like I know when I was in college I feel like they taught us like you know all this stuff about the company and like blah 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 blah, blah. but like I don't think I've ever been in an interview and they're like when were we founded you don't really care about this job pop quiz pop quiz quiz they definitely what is our mascot also this is what's also great about transitional changeover and so like we are the generation that is coming into into these roles into power so we're like nobody care about that shit but there used to be a time where it was like you couldn't act like you were there for the money you know you had to act like you really give a fuck about (laughs) we were all lying in the interview why do you want to work why do you want to work at subway i have a real passion for making sandwiches bitch (laughs) i remember i did a group interview for victoria's secrets and I thought I was just a mm-hmm. shit because I'm like, look at me. I got all the breasts. Like, I just, <laughs> I got a heart. <laughs> this is advertisement I'm right like, here. Right. Walking ahead. 
I'm gonna walk in that. You're gonna see me in here, like, yeah, bro. Like that's that's what's gonna come to mind. But they had a group interview. I was like 19. I was in college, and it was like a group interview, and I didn't get the job, by the way. And like they asked that question, like, why do you want to work for us? And I had this like manicured, like just. Uh, answer I'm just like well because uh, Victoria's Secret is like the leading company in the world for women to feel empowered da, 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 da. and think of mine we're all like 19 and I could see when I finished all the other girls were looking at me like girl <laughs> they paying 850 this is for five hours a week <laughs> like I could literally feel everybody else in the room roll their eyes like girl anyways I like pink <laughs> And I would like discounts on that product. <laughs> like, I mean, but that's how you know a job gonna be some bullshit though. Cause even though they may have been cheesy as hell, it's the effort. Okay. And I'm thinking about how, how I got tricked into interviewing with Cutco. Oh gosh. Now is that the, the knife company? The knife company. Oh my god. <laughs> they got everybody when I was in high school. Girl, got okay, everybody so, when I was in high school. Girl, I got that call that was like, Oh, you've been referred. You know, woo, woo, woo. I was like, Oh my God, somebody referred me. So I thought, Ebony? It was like this girl. And I was like, I'm kind of like, I had <laughs> nobody thought about me. Thanks, girl. I'm like, looking for a job. Okay. Went on to that thing. And, you know, it was a group, you know, a group interview setting. And I was like, Well, this is odd. I never experienced something like this. And then I remember there, like, I was dumbfounded, just like, mm, y'all called me. That was kind of how I showed up, because I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> and I really, yeah. So I did not do my research. Again, y'all called me. And there was a woman who was like, I brought my resume, and I have experience in sales, and I blah, 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 blah. And she, I mean, goddammit, she sold it. And I was like, well, the job hers. I don't see. Yeah. What's the point of us sticking around? And I'll tell you, they dismissed that lady <laughs> when they moved on. Like she gonna figure this out, girl. When they, I knew some fuck shit then, when they I was like, why? When we moved on to the next round of interviews, but that's when I was like, when I when they gave you the more, oh, this is what I was like, no, I'm I'm mad, I'm wasting my damn time. But no, speaking of that, like, let's talk about the red flags of companies because you're right. There are some things like when I see a company that is always hiring, like every single time, it's like when you go on Hinge or Tinder, right? Like, yeah, I'm back, but also every time I'm back, you back. And so I feel like you the problem. Every time I get on here, <laughs> I see you. you. I feel like every time I'm here, everybody, someone just keep you. throwing you back. Okay. Someone might be catchy, but they keep throwing you back. I feel like you the problem. That's how I feel about jobs. Every time I go on, there is an agency out here that pays really, really well in the field. But every time I go on Indeed, they are always hiring and it's always the same positions. And I'm like, mm. it's concerning. What fuck shit y'all got going on? <laughs> what y'all got going on? Because y'all pay decent. Y'all pay good. Y'all pay good, but y'all can't keep nobody. So I feel like it's y'all. I feel like it's y'all. Red flags in the city. I agree. That's the reddest, mm-hmm. the reddest of flags. Mm-hmm. I like, um, I haven't seen any recent videos for him, but the dude that was doing like the corporate baddie, 
where he would he made it a point to say like if a job's like oh we're like a family here no yeah i don't want to be here with y'all i want to be at home with my family i don't want to <laughs> be with y'all day and that's some bullshit and usually means we're gonna guilt you into doing more than what we pay you for oh yeah as that's what i heard when somebody said that to me that's so many so many perks that would want you to stay at the office or encourage you to stay in the office are concerns when they're like, we got free lunch and and, <laughs> and we got massages on office. They are trying to keep you there until 10 p.m. They're trying no, to- No, that's real. I worked at this job <laughs> where they were just like, yeah. And like every month they give us like gift cards, like Starbucks and like, and like gas cards for like $25. And I was like, yeah, cause I was young. I was in my early twenties. I was like, oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Because they were underpaying us. Mm -hmm. They were underpaying us by thousands. <laughs> and they were overworking us and then telling us that overtime, we were salaried, so we couldn't get overtime while they were underpaying us. And then every now and then they would give us a gift card and get us lunch. Yeah, no, that's, I, I mean, it's so funny. I think about even when I, I remember I used to work, a, even when I, I worked retail, it's just a part-time job. And I remember if they were catering lunch, mm -hmm. that meant nobody was getting a lunch break that day. Because catering mm -hmm. lunch means you got 15 minutes to take your ass upstairs and eat and get back down here and get back mm -hmm. on the register. We got to sell. We got to sell. I believe it. Yep. And that's how they represent. Like, oh, you guys, you guys are working so hard. Oh, my God. Nah, hell no. Nah. You want me to, you don't want me to, you know, they don't want you to take your full break and leave yeah. the building. It's like, whoa, wait, where are you going? We got mm -hmm. food upstairs. Mm-hmm. Stay here. <laughs> oh, you know another one? If you're new at a company and then you, you start talking salary and stuff, because I talk money. I'm going to bring it up. Um, and you start talking to people that's been there five, ten years and y'all make the same thing. Girl, run. They're they, they not about to give you mm. a raise. They're not about mm. to give you a raise. That was a huge thing for me because I would come into companies like 25. Why, why, are me and, why are me and Esther, who 56, making the same amount? She done been with y'all for 20 years. We doing the same thing. She raising three kids and a, at a mortgage. Why is me and Esther making the same amount? Do with that. That's real. Wow. That is... And and listen, at that point, talking money, talk money, talk money, especially ladies, talk money. The men are talking money. Talk money. I have really like in the past, like, because I know when I first relocated out of state, that was like the first job I got where I actually like negotiated. And it was because the HR person told me to. She was like, girl, always. And it was a black woman. And she was like, don't ever just take what they're offering you. Like always negotiate for more. The worst, you know, if they making you an offer, they want you. They're not going to rescind the offer because you asked for more money. But I think that comes from, like I told you, that mindset where it was like, oh, you can't just want a job for money. Mm -hmm. Come on. I've had, yes, there are jobs I fucking love. And I don't do that shit for free. So come on now. <laughs> like, I don't have any. That's like um, one of my clients was trying to reflect with me about some stuff. And he asked me, would you do this for free? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> he was trying to make a point about people who love their jobs. I was like, no, my job is hard. <laughs> There's no way I would do this for free. Are you crazy? If I was going to do something for free, I would be playing capture the flag with children. Like I, I play for free. I don't work for free. I, I play play for free. What? <laughs> like i'm not no 
not doing that. But um, yeah, shit, talk money. I mean, that's why you're there. The job is for the check. I know, especially even when, and I think you get guilted in more when you do service type stuff, you know, teachers, nurses, stuff where it's like very people-based. Yeah, and let me just say, these nonprofits have money. Do not let them guilt you into thinking that they can only afford to pay you $14,000 a year with your master's. These nonprofits have money. You know how? Because when they throw these donation parties, they always go a full out, don't they? Mm-hmm. They always go full out. You you, you see the director come in with the Ferrari. <laughs> Why is she coming in with a Ferrari? And they mm-hmm. telling you with your master's that they can only pay you $30,000 a year. No, They can pay more. But if enough people accept it, they just won't. And that's not to say there are any small mom and pop kind of just grassroots but especially if you're working for these nonprofits, that got 13 15 16 programs they can afford mm-hmm. to pay out. do not let them guilt you into well because you're saving the world you have to struggle no you don't especially when you work for, when you're salaried i think like it seemed like the pinnacle man you be work oh get a salaried job all that really means and i'm not saying it's, it's not one of them red flag things but that's why you need to ask for what you want <laughs> Or try to get to what you want because they gonna work you for that salary. They gonna work you, and you don't get overtime, and you don't get you know they gonna they gonna work you for that shit. And I I remember when I first made that switch over, like, oh, I got a salary job now, and people was like, oh, you oh hot shit. Wish that was me, and I was like, it just means I don't get nothing extra for doing more. <laughs> now nah, I don't make no less for doing less, but I guarantee you, there's never less. There's never mm-hmm. less. It's just times you just choose to be like, today, I'm going home. God damn it. Yes. And well, and here's the thing. Like, I think the I cat's out of the bag. They, they're not really, there's no retirement, y'all. I think the cat's out of the bag on that one. Like, so with that said, some of these shops, it's better to go contract. And you really need to consider that. Like, we up here like, oh, but my health care, my health care. Take yourself over. Type in Affordable Health Care Act. See how much it actually costs you on your own when you go through that way to Uh get insurance. Because a lot of the reasons why we say we want salary, those benefits aren't that great anymore. And Uh what you'll find out is a lot of these companies are contracting out and paying these contractors double your hourly. They're getting the overtime. Every time they do overtime work, they got to pay for it. Uh And it might just be better. There's so many fields. I have someone really close to me who um, recently, not recently, but like two, three years ago, decided to go contract. Mm-hmm. These people pay them $120 an hour mm-hmm. for a job that they were like trying to be like, oh, this is 85000 a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're making more than $85,000 a year. Right. Way more. Because, I mean, yeah, you're right. I know... Yeah, look at how much it actually costs. I think we stop ourselves. We're like, oh, it's so expensive. But having an experience, having a contract job and having to go and like do that and set that up, like it's not. And even if you, I guess, don't make as much, the government subsidized, like, God, like even, you know, and because I remember discussing it with my job and they're like, we want to go salary and we want to give you health care. And I was like, I mean, well, let me see what y'all talking about. Because <laughs> I don't have to take just anything. I'm perfectly fine paying them my little 200 which still sound like a lot, but it was because I paid, I think, 150 the year prior to that. And the, if, if they were doing it, like if it was just through the job 
that cost was m closer to like 300 something because they don't give them a subsidy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then basically you and your employer are splitting that cost. I mean, like maybe not really. And your plan might it's not coming be up that to check. good. And your huh? plan might not even be that good. Do you mind going into, because when you called me and told me oh, girl, oh, about the plan. the plan that they were trying to offer you at this old job. I just, yeah. the people need to know. The people need to know because first of all, I told you it was going to be some bullshit. I told you, you was like, I don't know. Let me ask some questions. And when you asked questions, you called me. It was like, rest. Girl. <laughs> this is beyond some bull. No, it <laughs> no, it really was. So, so technically they weren't insurance or at least they don't call themselves insurance. I think they're like a medical co-op or some type of shit like that. Um, but basically it was a faith-based, uh, healthcare plan. And I was like, well, what that mean? Like, what does that have to do? And like, so what I was told when I got the call, like, Hey, we found this plan, blah, blah, blah. And you know, it's faith-based. All you gotta do is say you love Jesus. And then, you know, you can be, they'll, they'll give you insurance. <laughs> Which is already problematic. Which is already problematic. It should be. But anyway, going in, asking, quick, reading on the stuff. The biggest thing that stood out to me, and it was that basically you you should only be having sex in a biblical sense. So if you're not having sex within marriage and like things that result from that, whether that be an STI, whether that be a pregnancy, whether you want contraceptives, you're not getting those things. You're going to have to pray it away. Pray it away because you shouldn't be having sex anyway, really, because you're not married. And I read that on the side and I was like, are you, so when I had my little call with the guy, I mean, I, and he was like, they don't cover unwed mothers if, if during pregnancy. That is, I just, I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, I mean, no, it's not my intent to be an unwed mother, but goddamn, like that leaves me so freaking vulnerable considering my life. <laughs> and, but, but, um, <laughs> I'm making it sound like I really, it's not like, hey, I'm just, hey, I'm a single woman. I'm not married. Has sex. Okay. A baby yeah. could show up from that, from those actions. Okay. Yeah. I ain't got time to be out here vulnerable because <laughs> these folks, then they gonna, he's like, oh, but if you got really sick, like if I had cancer or something like that, they would send me money and prayers. Oh, oh. You get yeah. money and prayers. Wow. And prayers. And it would be so great. And he was like, and it, it, it's a community like you've never. So are they done. withholding the prayers for the for the unwed mothers? Oh, you ain't getting shit if you were unwed mother, you heathen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. They <laughs> got nothing for you, you whore. Leviticus said. <laughs> but I, and that's what my thing. I was like, I do not have time for like, I got something, whatever. Even if that wasn't the issue. Any other thing. And y'all to use your interpretation of the Bible to decide whether or not I'm covered. That is insane. <laughs> and then I have to pay for this, for this nonsense. There's no way in hell. So didn't go with that. Um, and was like, I'll just keep my insurance because I already paid. Like once you already like bite that, but it's kind of like, it's it's not a hook anymore. <laughs> it's not even a hook anymore. But you know what? 
during the time period where I was uninsured during due to switching jobs and shit, mm-hmm. people will give you discounts on shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and also probably because I was a mess because I was like going through something. So like I was having to pay for meds, and they were like, they cost this much, and I was just like, uh, crying. Like I have a tear for you. I don't have that money. <laughs> they were like, well, what can you do? Yeah, well, shit. Well, let's talk about it. Like when I tell you, like I had to get surgery on my hand, and they negotiated the price. Mm-hmm. Like I went to an urgent care, and the fee was like one fifty, and they refunded me my money because they couldn't help me, and I waited two hours. Mm-hmm. If I had insurance, they wouldn't have did that shit. Oh no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. I got so many, I'm like that whole time because I had something happen with my, my hand and I ended up needing like surgery on it and all sorts of shit. But everything that I had to encounter, like, and that was something I would, because it was, I was, of course, very stressed and frustrated. So I'm like, I don't have insurance. I cannot believe I'm, I'm usually healthy. What the mm-hmm. fuck? <laughs> Why is this happening to me? But anyway, it still just made me realize like that stuff isn't or doesn't have to be the way that we think it is. Yeah. We do get used to the idea of like, oh, insurance protects us. And that's why we have to have it. And I'm not saying don't have it. Have it. Mm-hmm. You know, because the last thing you want is to have a major health issue that wipes out your fucking retirement. I mean, you don't want mm-hmm. it. I No. You know, but uh, it's a lot of, it's not as bleak as you would think, I guess. Yeah. yeah. For just like regular basic care. Yeah. Because I will say though, you know, ain't nothing like some good insurance. I miss Kaiser so much. I mean, I did not know. I didn't know how good I had it. Kaiser, yeah. I just, I got an app. I would just text my doctor on the app. Mm-hmm. I would just schedule the appointment that day on the app. Mm-hmm. Like, you need an appointment today at three? Here are 20 different locations to have appointments today at three within an hour drive within you. You want your tests now? Your tests are free. It don't cost nothing for these tests. Man. They're coming. I miss Kaiser so much. I so if you got good insurance, yeah, keep it, cherish it, love it. So yeah, contract. Talk about money. Be okay with that. But like, also, while we're in the job, yes, that's a great place to make friends. But also, like, limits. You know, limits. I think there is a there needs to be lines between like, like, girl, that's your work friend. Like, you you don't tell her every day. You gotta, and it's weird saying that because me and you met through work. I was like, I don't know. Sometimes work friends be the people you talk yeah. to the most because you spend all day with them. But there has to be a lot. I have seen things get really, really down bad. Mm-hmm. We'll work friends where like people get too chummy mm-hmm. and then personal info gets brought into the office when y'all fall out Mm-mm. or maybe y'all even fall out maybe y'all still cool and that person just talks a lot mm. and now stuff that you was like girl that was outside business why you bring that in you here? you definitely have to vet harder to see if a work friend is an outside of work friend it's mm-hmm. a very slow dance mm-hmm. <laughs> So like, oh, we cool, we cool, and then you cool, cool, and then you, okay, but am I going to let you know about what I be doing outside of here? I don't know. It's a tango. Yeah. It's definitely a tango. Yeah, you I... can invite... My mind flashed. I was thinking about a story one of my friends told me about inviting out a new staff member, like trying to be, you know, her new teammate out for drinks or whatever. And the girl ended up asking her, like, do you know where I can buy 
like basically she was looking for large quantities of drugs and she asked her this and she was just like what the fuck <laughs> and she worked at a drug treatment i mean she she went and reported her she was like i i can't well she went to tell them like i will not be sharing an office with her <laughs> i'm not gonna do it <laughs> worked at a drug treatment place girl and right. that, that's exactly how it be that's exactly how it be and it's tricky because again you can meet some of the greatest people there um i've met great people again actually me met via work we weren't even working at the same place originally and then it slowly turned into us eventually working at the same place so it can happen but definitely definitely you know that that this that's how i also feel with work romances i try to avoid them but i will say my astrologist keeps swearing up and down like i'm gonna meet my husband at work she was just like no you got too much stuff going on in your 10th house going on with venus the, the, your aspects i don't know girl i feel like you're gonna be working with this man and i'm like i work in a very female dominated field so we'll see how that happens also i don't right. believe in dating male therapists it, right. men in the mental health field just i'm yeah I, it's not recommended <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't recommend it listen we can't both be social workers like what? somebody gotta make the money okay that part as well but also so i say all that to say um but i i'm not really a fan of dating where you work i have seen it get real real messy i've seen it get real real messy and y'all know i'm somebody that like once i'm done are you disappear to me so i right. definitely don't want to have to do and keep seeing you girl i messed around and and did that foolishness and yeah when i was done with that person he could have been a fly on the wall i remember he was locked out the damn shit. he couldn't even get in the building and they was like trying to get my attention <laughs> to be like hey can you vouch for him so he can get in the building i was like i've never I <laughs> no, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> it went on by my day. You got shit to say? You ain't shit. You don't exist. <laughs> okay, but so let me ask though: Have you ever been caught up in any work drama? I mean, I've had work issues because my work was going through some, but no, not like people to people drama. Mm -hmm. No. I have not either. And it's always inter interesting to me when people have like work drama. Cause I'm always just like, how y'all be getting this involved? Like I, I right. out. Yeah. I be talking out. I don't yeah. be saying extra. I don't be trying to No. You know, I have my networking face where I go into the networking world, but like once it turns five, I'm like, all right, well, I'll see y'all later. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Turn off. The, the first time like I found out, I realized that like somebody I didn't even work with that lady, but someone paid by the same people as me had a problem with me. It was so odd. <laughs> I was just like, like I overheard her talking shit about me to one of my coworkers. And I was just like, why do you have these feelings? Like, what the fuck? I don't do nothing but my job. <laughs> I don't understand how you could feel such a way to be having this whole ass conversation. Why do you have these opinions? <laughs> Where did they come from? I ain't had no beef with that lady. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going around telling people I ain't like that lady. <laughs> but I just was, if it was just me or her in the break room, I'm leaving. I don't yeah. want to be here with her. <laughs> no, I I get it. I definitely have had good workers I did not like, I did not mess with. 
I thought was horrible at their jobs. But like, once I clocked out, it was not my problem. Like, I'm not thinking about you. I don't care. I don't care. We're not plotting. We're not mean girling. Nothing like that. It was just like, okay, well. But I have definitely seen some things go down on the job. I definitely see some drama that I'm just like, yeah, I'm not here just to get paid. That's fascinating. Okay. Oh, there's conspiracies. Okay. But like, if I actually think about it, most of the work drama I have seen, it was over dating at the office. That seems to like, that seems to create some, I done seen wives come in, like, which one of y'all, Jessica? Mm, mm. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Guess I'm going to sit and eat at the desk instead. Like, <laughs> What Jason got going on? What's what's happening here? I've definitely seen I've seen coworkers fight over mm. other over other coworkers. Mm. Um, I've definitely seen just some iffy things go down, and mm. um, people throwing each other under the bus about who who did this with who and all this type of stuff. I've definitely seen some stuff like that, which again, which is why I'm like, you know, maybe definitely at the office, or maybe don't. You don't get too chummy unless you're like, again, you can really, really vet. I'm oblivious to a lot of stuff that's going on. Because I remember one year I was like at the office holiday party. had me a good mm-hmm. ass time before somebody was like, we're all not talking to her. Mm-hmm. All right, I think no, that was because I had gotten a call that was like, how what, how what, how were things? Like, did you notice the tension like around such and such? And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> Sarah at the party, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, well, was anyone else talking with her, interacting with her? Not sure. It was really just, mm. But apparently, like, earlier that day or that week or something, in the break room, she's a Jewish woman. <laughs> Arguing with people over use of the N-word. Oh. Yes, honey. And so, and so there was that. <laughs> <laughs> so, people were not fooling with her I wasn't there for the conversation and I was clearly not picking up on the vibes the gossip didn't come my way I didn't know nothing about it I was just I'm at the party someone point out I was like a what you know what be messing me up in those big offices like that because I know officers talk about when I was there the thing that used to mess me up on work drama was I didn't ever I, I never remember nobody's name so they would come to, yeah. I didn't know who nobody was and I wasn't remembering names. So y'all used to, I'd, I'd be sitting in the office and y'all be like, yeah, cause Captain Bob with Linda. And I'd be like, who Linda? And you'd be like, she in your courtroom. I'm like, oh, what she look like? <laughs> y'all be like, <laughs> prosecutor. And I'd be like, oh, girl, I don't be paying attention. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like I was always behind. I was always behind. You yeah. really were like in a whole other world kind of where it's like girl they right there i i don't know i was coming in and doing my job i was getting to know the clients and i was going home especially in that particular job like i was trying to figure out single motherhood i was like i gotta pick up my baby or they gonna charge me five dollars a minute i'm late i'm i'm gone <laughs> but go to court i'm gonna go to my car <sighs> so yeah you know, try not to get too caught up in work drama while we're there. Get your money, go home. Network, you can network without being messy. I 
network all the time. I don't remember nobody's name. I do think networking is a big thing that we got to talk about it when we're talking about job stuff, because yeah, you can be the greatest. Half the time, people don't care, unfortunately. People want to know your personality. Um, before we start recording me and Ashley, or maybe we did put this in there. I can't remember. I'll find out in editing. But like, I already know I get hired based on my personality. Definitely like 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I have the credentials. I, I do good in the interview, but I do know I, several times I've been interviewed or just talking to folks and they're just like, oh, your vibes. Your vibes are so, you just, okay. I don't know. When you're in the room, I can just, your presence is felt. I'm like, yeah, girl, all types of presence over here. <laughs> Network, mm-hmm. though, network, and understand that, yeah, a lot of these companies, they are hiring on, do you match with our team? That's a big thing. A lot of these mm-hmm. jobs, if we're being honest, once you have the education, they can train you on whatever. But what they want more than anything right now is people that match with their office culture. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. Asking about the culture the work culture yeah. and the environment that's a that's a good thing to know because like you said they're vetting you for that you need to be vetting them for that as well mm-hmm. like what kind of culture is this? does everybody communicate through emails all day or are they the type of place that has team meetings and chants and shit or are they going to be you know like you want to know <laughs> what's the environment like does that work for you and again you should be interviewing them just like they interview you i yeah. agree I once got reprimanded on a job because after work, after hours, everybody stayed after to dance to Justin Timberlake in um, an open area. And I was like, deuces, I'm I'm going home. And then a meeting was called to tell me that I did not feel like I was being a team player. See? Work culture. It's important to know. It is. It's, It's very important. Yeah. And it, cause it's, it's also good to be in a healthy environment and just because the place is all smiley and does chants and shit, that don't necessarily mean it's a healthy environment. Um, I've worked in one of those environments and I was like, what the brainwashing is going on here? Um, and it really was lots of, lots of Kool-Aid drinking mm-hmm. going on around there. And I'm not, and I, I believe in building a healthy culture. I believe mm-hmm. in building a team environment, but like. Uh, uh, there are people who use these tactics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To mask what's really going on on the front end. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, I agree with you. So as we are in what they call the September um, hire phase, because this is supposed to be like the best time to get hired during a year. You know, use AI, get in on these jobs, get past the computer. When you get the interview, y'all, look up the place. Know a little history about the company. Know a little bit about the job you're applying for. Look up questions about what they typically ask in these type of interviews. And then when you get in there, you know, be mindful who you're dealing with. Work can be a great place to make friends, but also like, let's vet them. It can also be a place to find a mate, but like also let's vet them. <laughs> and let's try not to. Don't get try to. I mean, let's say don't let's, try to. If you stumble upon it, okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't, don't make the point. <laughs> but hopefully this episode has been helpful, guys. We will have a new one for you guys next week. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok at SheWolfAlchemy. The website is www.SheWolfAlchemy.com. 
com. Also, wherever you're listening, leave us a review. Leave us a review with some words. And other than that, guys, you'll hear the sound of our voice next week. Bye. Bye.